From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, August 4th. New developments in some of Moab's residential neighborhoods will now be required to include housing for the local workforce. This simple concept to address the housing crisis took 10 months of deliberation between local elected officials and private property rights groups. The city council finally passed compromise legislation in a special meeting Wednesday morning. Definitely glad that it's finally over. It's been a long 10 months um, and it's been a frustrating 10 months for several moments throughout this. Councilmember Luke Wojciechowski speaking after the city council's vote. Deliberations between elected leaders and private property rights groups began in earnest this spring. That's when the city council considered making over 42 percent of new multifamily development in the residential R3 and R4 zones be set aside to the local workforce. They tabled that decision in April after private property rights groups threatened litigation. Pushing off their decision had its consequences. Between April 11th and August 2nd, a total of seven new developments moved forward as the city and these private groups deliberated. Those seven developments would have been subject to the Active Employment Housing Ordinance had it passed in the spring. Wojciechowski says no one is fully satisfied with the outcome. But the ordinance passed this week, and he's happy the deliberations are over. To him, elected officials reached a, quote, reasonable compromise. Meaningful dialogue with a lot of uh, interested parties that ideally make this a much more well-rounded and much more functional piece of legislation. So it's not going to fix our entire housing crisis, but it's a good step. The legislation requires that 33% of new multi-household developments in the R3 and 4 zones be designated as active employment units. These would be set aside for members of the local workforce. Reading the ordinance, it's clear where the council made compromises. Deed restrictions on active employment units will sunset after 50 years. And there's a parachute clause. This allows workforce units to go away if the property owner can't find a qualified renter within four months. Randy Day is the president of the Utah Association of Realtors and has been involved in these negotiations. He commended the council for the ongoing dialogue. However, he still classified the ordinance as a taking of private property rights. He plans to wait and see how the ordinance functions in action. If you're willing to tweak that as we go, if you're not afraid to get any ordinance to pull it back in and say we need to tweak it here and there, I think you might have something that would work. About 15 people attended Wednesday's vote in person, including members of the Grand County Housing Task Force. They all expressed excitement about this new ordinance, calling it a step in the right direction. Councilmember Kaylin Jones said it's just one tool to ensure Moab doesn't become, quote, streets of dark houses like so many other similar communities that have had their real estate converted from homes into simple investment vehicles. This is the threat that the city council has been staring down as they drafted this ordinance. Earlier this year, community members living in trailer homes along King Creek Boulevard, as well as 200 North, were evicted due to higher-end property redevelopment. Local experts say the Moab workforce is being outpriced. There's simply not enough housing stock as well. From the uh, economic development standpoint of things, there's no question that workforce and affordable housing is economic development, especially in this community. 
Ben Alter is the economic development specialist with Grand County. He also attended the city council's vote Wednesday morning. He says communities around the state are looking closely at how Moab addresses its housing crisis. I just think it's so important for us to remember that uh, in so many ways, people's eyes in Salt Lake and in other communities that are experiencing similar issues, those eyes are on us for us to be the pioneers in how we solve these issues. We have some of the biggest issues and we also have some of the biggest minds to fix them. And I'm so excited to see us doing this. It's just one of those steps in creating those lasting solutions. The excitement of Moab's active employment ordinance carried over to a visioning focus group held later that same day. Our local workforce is really struggling to find a place to live um, where they can have a healthy, sustainable life, and I'm really happy that the city is taking measures to ensure that to its citizens. Katie Meinhart with the Housing Authority of Southeastern Utah. She and other housing professionals attended the Housing and Workforce Focus Group at the Grand Center on Wednesday. Participants also included retirees and workers in the local tourism economy. They were tasked with strategizing in breakout sessions around tested and experimental solutions for retaining the local workforce. Um, from a workforce perspective, we need to find ways to sustain a talent base that cares for everyday needs of, of locals. The Housing and Workforce Focus Group was just one in a series of discussions held this week that will shape a strategic action plan for Moab City. That plan will inform future economic, social, land use, and environmental decisions. Meinhardt says from a housing perspective, she's excited by the brainstorming. There were lots of ideas on the table on Wednesday. Temporary camping, strategic density, communal living, disincentivizing second homes, affordable childcare. I really enjoyed the breakout sessions, just kind of brainstorming based on what other similar communities have done in response to increased tourism and a decreased housing inventory availability, and also coming up with some new and innovative ideas where Moab can kind of be the first one to try some experimental tactics because we really have to do something, and I think we really need to all put our heads together. Well, Wednesday really did turn out to be a banner day for putting heads together on housing. Grand County met yesterday with community members on their own idea to provide more workforce housing in the area. It's called Alternative Dwelling Developments, and the Planning Commission is working quickly on a proposal to bring to the County Commission. Justin Higginbottom has more. Yesterday at Star Hall in Moab, community members met to hear about yet another possible solution to our area's workforce housing shortage. We here tonight are talking about this idea of alternative dwelling developments. So we've got some diagrams. That's Emily Campbell. She's the chair of the Grand County Planning Commission. An alternative dwelling development includes tiny homes or cabins, RVs and tents, or even a car or van. But these developments would only be for workers, no overnight rentals. Moab City, Grand County, and nonprofits in the area have worked on a host of ways to make homes more affordable. But as Campbell notes, We find that there is what we call a missing middle. So that means people who, for whatever reason, can't buy, don't want, can't afford a single-family home. The Planning Commission has been using the term workforce camp to describe their idea. 
A diagram in Star Hall shows an acre plot with eight diverse dwellings. The goal is to make these feel like communities and community spaces with a mixed use of developments, places where you might see a tiny home and a manufactured home and a RV parked in a common area. Campbell notes that the area's guides could especially benefit from these developments. Those workers are often seasonal and not looking for something long-term. And we don't have a place where they can land, be safe, make sure that they have the amenities and the infrastructure that they need, things like bathrooms, kitchens, right? In Grand and San Juan County, there are already plots being used basically for this purpose. RV parks often host workers, but those are parcels zoned for overnight rentals. So we've got people paying transient room tax right now to host members of our workforce. And we think that that might be a candidate for some properties that might be open to getting the supply to their property so that they have the incentive of not having to pay that tax. It can help us see what this actually looks like in practice. Campbell says that the Planning Commission isn't only seeking input by the public for the plan. They want to hear from landowners who might be interested. And so if there was somebody who owned land who said, I want to build a tiny home and, you know, I don't currently house members of the workforce on this property, but I want to see this turn into a tiny home community, this ordinance would support that. In the draft of the plan, the minimum lot size would be only half an acre, and that parcel could have up to four dwelling sites or 32 homes on only four acres. Currently, the commission is leaning toward an overlay for the developments. That means every application must be approved by the county commission. There will be a public hearing on August 8th. After that, the planning commission will send the proposal to the county commission, and the new workforce housing districts could be a reality by this fall. Justin Higginbottom for KZMU News. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, August 4th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.